Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Have you ever had a year when you felt you completely missed out on Advent? You wake up on December 23rd and you're thinking, oh my, where did all the time go? I can't believe it's almost Christmas. And all in December, I've been doing all these end-of-the-year projects, shopping, running around, cleaning, cooking, getting ready for travel, all these preparations, but... I didn't prepare spiritually. I didn't prepare for what's most important. Well, my friends, I want to help us enter into the season and not let the time go by. I want us to really enter into this great gift the church gives us every year to prepare our hearts for Christmas, to help us stay focused. That's what I'm going to do in this podcast. I'm going to offer us three practical ways we can jumpstart our Advent. And then over the month of December, I want to really focus on Advent, help us to stay focused on this season. So if you want to join me in this Advent journey, and you may have family and friends that want to join us as well, uh, stay tuned as we're going to be looking at the season of Advent. But first of all, on a personal note, I, 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 th- I thought about this idea of preparation, and I want to share with you an analogy from my own personal life. Uh, when I come home from work, there are two different ways I tend to enter into my house and engage with my family. Uh, one way is I, I'm really busy and I'm thinking about all my projects at work as I'm driving home and uh, I'm, I'm making phone calls and I'm very much in work mode and I walk through that door when I get home and I, I really want to encounter my wife and encounter my kids and enter into their life, but but I'm, I'm, I'm on this work mode and very intense and I, and I can just tell I'm trying to ask them how they're doing, but I'm not fully present to them. I'm not doing as good of a job as I'd like to because I didn't take time to prepare. Then there's other times I know when I do this right, I'll maybe unplug for a little bit on my drive home. You know, I'll turn off the radio or I'll turn off the phone and I'll just I'll just maybe say a decade of the rosary. I'll maybe pray for my wife, pray for my kids. Or I think about where they are, what does the family need right now. And I know if I just take a little bit of time of preparation, then when I walk through that door, I feel like I'm, I'm entering into their world better. Uh, I'm in, really encountering them, listening to them, uh, helping serve in the family life better. And I use that as an analogy because I think what happens in December, we're very much in work mode, project mode, Get you know, check off all the lists, the things you got to get to the post office, the things you have to buy, things you have to get ready, the parties you have to go to. We're very much in that kind of work mode. Uh, and what I want us to do is help us stay more focused. How do we transition? How do we prepare our hearts to welcome Jesus anew? at Christmas. So let's look at three practical things. I want to look at three simple things any of us can easily do, and we should probably do all these things here. The first one is something my spiritual director always encourages me uh, to do something positive in the month of December, in these four weeks of Advent. Do some act of love, some act of devotion, a commitment, uh, some resolution we make. Maybe it's to take a little more time for prayer. Maybe it's to read some scripture in this season or pick a saint that I want to, there's always been the saint I want to get to know better. And I'm going to use this month to every day read a little bit about this saint. Or maybe it's, uh, if I'm not going to mass during the week, maybe it's, uh, I'm going to go to mass once or twice a week now. Or maybe I'm going to stop by the Eucharistic chapel and spend a few minutes with Jesus every day. Some act of devotion. It could be something very simple. If you want just a baby step here in Advent, you know, one beautiful thing you could do is just say, you know, Mary is a very important person in this period of preparation for the coming of Christ as she was carrying Jesus in her womb. Maybe I'll just say a Hail Mary every day, and but I'll say it slowly. 
I'll say it with great reverence, with great love. I'll really think about each word as I say it. It could be something small like that, or maybe you feel like, you know, at Mass lately, you're just, your mind's wandering, you're just going through the motions at Mass. Maybe uh, I'm going to make a, an extra effort to pay more attention at Mass, to enter into the prayers. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll pull that uh, the missile out of the pew, or I'll bring my Magnificat book or some other resource to help me follow the prayers, follow the reading, something to help me stay more focused. These are all wonderful, simple things we should do during Advent. Just pick one and commit to it every day. Um, another thing we could do is maybe just it's an act of service to the poor. I know that's another thing people do in the Advent season, or we don't even have to leave our homes. We could do acts of service with our spouse, uh, just a, an act of kindness every day. I know in our home, one fun thing we've done in our family is with our children, we'll, we'll set up what we call Advent angels. And so we'll secretly assign one sibling to another sibling uh, to do some act of kindness or service, but in a quiet, hidden way. Uh, so for the four weeks of Advent, there'll be maybe an older brother that'll you know take care of this younger child and maybe fill up her sippy cup or uh, help her get ready in the morning. Or maybe it's like one sibling will make the bed of another sibling or get their lunch ready. Or, uh, just some act of kindness. So we, uh, we, we assign Advent angels in this season. Another thing we've done is we'll have a little manger that's set up in the center of the house, a small little manger, and we'll have some straw next to it. And when a young child does something good, something kind, an extra act of service, they can take a little string of straw and put it into the uh, into the manger. And its idea is making a gift. They're making a connection between their act of love and making a gift to Jesus, uh, to the baby Jesus in the manger. So uh, these are something, just some ideas that we can do for our own selves or in our families. Something positive, some act of love, act of service, act of devotion to our Lord. A second thing we should do in the Advent season is make some kind of sacrifice. And I want you to think about this. What color features prominently in the liturgical season of Advent? What color do we see on our altars and the vestments at, at Mass? Uh, it's the color purple. Now think about that. When else does, does purple feature prominently in the liturgical year? It's in Lent. And so there's something that Advent has in common with Lent. And, and the, the color purple is the color that reminds us of penance. It reminds us to make some kind of sacrifice. Now, I want to be clear, it's not as intense as in the time of Lent. It's not as sorrowful as in the time of Lent. It's much more of a joyful sacrifice because we're entering into a joyful anticipation, a joyful yearning for the coming of Christ. And, and think about it. Why do we have these four weeks of Advent? Have you ever wondered about that? Why four? That's a funny number. It's not a prominent number in the Bible. You know, think of the number seven, seven sacraments, you know. So why isn't seven the, the number? Uh, why isn't a seven-week or a seven-day feast or the number 12? Couldn't it be, uh, that's a big thing, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 apostles. Why don't we have 12 weeks of Advent or, or just 12 days of Advent? Uh, why, why is it the number four? Well, it's very, very biblical because the four weeks of Advent recall the 4,000 years of biblical salvation history as Israel is awaiting the coming of the Messiah. 4,000 years from that first promise of the coming of the Messiah all the way to his very coming in the Christ child. So we, we, have, we enter into the yearnings of Israel, the longings of all humanity for the Savior. And that's why we want to have a little bit of this sacrifice. Uh, and so what's a, what, what kind of sacrifice can you make in the Advent season? Well, you could give up maybe your favorite show, maybe uh, your favorite drink, maybe it's giving up sweets. That could be hard to do with all the office parties and Christmas parties we go to, but some people will give up sweets in this season. Maybe it's just something simple like, 
I'm going to make a commitment to go to bed earlier or to wake up earlier in the morning. Uh, Or maybe it's I'm going to give up screens. I spend too much time on screens, on my phone, on computers. And so maybe I'll say something like after dinner or after 9 p.m., I'm just going to not... Uh, not go on screens. I'm going to be unplugged to create more interior silence and space in my heart for the people in my life, for my family and for my God and for time for reading. And maybe it's that, or maybe it's, you know, I'm going to give up music. I'm going to give up all the kind of music I like to listen to just for these four weeks of Advent. And maybe I'll fill it with good Advent music. There's a beautiful Catholic tradition of wonderful Advent hymns that a lot of Catholics don't know about it. Uh, maybe so instead of listening to the normal music I'll listen to, uh, when I'm driving around, I'll try to listen to some Advent music. There's wonderful things. You can just go on, just Google it, Advent, Catholic Advent hymns. You'll find things like, there's a, there used to be a great album that we, we used to listen to from the choir of Magdalene College on Advent. Uh, if you like Gregorian chant, search Cistercian Monks. Just search Cistercian Monks. Advent hymns or Advent songs, and you'll you'll find some great stuff there. There's wonderful classical music you can listen to, like Handel's Messiah is a wonderful uh, biblical tour. Did you know that Handel's Messiah? It's all uh, it's walking through all the the prophecies and the hopes of the coming of Jesus. A wonderful thing to listen to in the time of Advent. So these are just a, a number of suggestions. Pick one and stick to it. Make a commitment to do something every day. Do something positive, some act of love, act of devotion, but also some some kind of sacrifice, a small sacrifice every day. The last thing, third thing I want to draw our attention to, and this perhaps is the most important. It, it deals with the, the, the general attitude, the general spirit of our lives in these four weeks of Advent. And I want to take it from the example of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, Mary, as I mentioned, features prominently right in the Advent season because she receives the the Christ child into her womb, and, and then she gives birth to him at Christmas. And so, to think about Mary in those nine months is of as she was carrying Jesus in her womb is a wonderful thing to do. And I want to draw attention to something Luke's gospel tells us in Luke one thirty nine. It says, "Mary went in haste. Mary went in haste to the hill country of Judea." to visit her kinswoman Elizabeth. Elizabeth, she finds out, is pregnant in her old age, and she's pregnant with John the Baptist, and Mary goes in haste to serve her kinswoman. Now, the month of December is a month when many people are running in haste, aren't they? They're running in haste to the mall. They're running in haste around their homes. They're running in haste to the post office. They are running in haste. But are they running in haste after the most important things? Mary ran in haste to serve Elizabeth. She ran in haste because she wanted to be with someone she loved and to serve her. She wanted to encounter her kinswoman, her cousin, as they were both sharing this miraculous pregnancy, Mary conceiving uh, as a virgin, Elizabeth conceiving in her old age. She wanted to, to, to really enter into communion relationship with her kinswoman, Elizabeth. You know, in this Advent season, many times I hear this over and over again from so many people that uh, they, they really regret uh, when Christmas comes how they didn't really spend as much time with their kids as they would like to or as much time with their family, their friends, their spouse. Um, a friend of mine once told me that every year his memory was growing up, they, they would get to Christmas and at, by, at Christmas night when all the kids were opening up their presents, the, the, the mom was in tears. 
and the mom. And every day she just said, I'm sorry. I, I, I was just so busy, focused on the presents and focused on the cooking and the cleaning and the stress. And every year there was this regret. And, and this was this was my friend, his his memory growing up was of just his mom, you know, racing around, being really busy and then crying on Christmas Day when they were opening up presents together because uh, she regretted how she spent her advent. Don't let that happen to you. Run in haste after the most important things this Advent. Nothing wrong with going to the mall, the post office, the restaurants, the parties, all those things. Of course, it's a wonderful way to celebrate the coming of Christ. But are we giving enough space to the people in our lives? Are we giving enough space to God in our lives? I often tell the story of... um, uh, a woman who was getting ready for Christmas Eve dinner and her, her in-laws were coming over. So she felt a lot of pressure. She wanted everything to be perfect. She wanted a clean house, immaculate house. She wanted just the, the dinner to be great. She wanted the dessert to be just spectacular. She wanted just to have the, all the gifts ready to go. And, and so the days leading up to this, she's just stressed, running around, running around. And the daughter kept wanting to spend time with her. She had like a, a six-year-old daughter that kept wanting her mom's attention. But in those days leading up to Christmas Eve, mom had no time for her daughter. Mom was just too busy running around. And on Christmas Eve morning, the, the, the child is saying, mom, mom, can we, can we go out play outside? Or mom, can we go look at the Christmas tree? Mom, can we, can we read a Christmas story? And, and the mom was like, oh, well, let, let me, let me, let me take care of, I got to vacuum upstairs first. Or, or let me put the pie into, I got to get the pie ready to go. Or let me just do this one more thing. And one thing led to another, to another. And it's in the afternoon, it's three in the afternoon. And the mom still had not spent any quality time with her daughter. And finally, it starts snowing outside. And, and the child said, Mom, it's snowing outside. Can we go play in the snow? And mom's like, no, no. And then a- after about a half hour, there's snow on the ground now. It's all accumulating. And the child comes to her mom weeping. Mom, we've not spent any time. It's Christmas. And at that moment, the mom just put down everything. She still had some areas of the house she wanted to clean. She still had to get all the table nicely set, and she still had to finish some of the cooking. But then she made the right choice to run in haste after what's most important. She just dropped everything, and then she spent the next hour and a half just going outside, playing with her daughter, making little snow forts, doing angels in the snow, and just being with her daughter. And then they came in, and you know what? The house, it was okay. It's still a little messy. The table was, it was set, but it wasn't as nice. They didn't have everything out on the table and decorated as she had wanted. And she didn't have as much time. There were a couple things that she wanted to have on the table for for eating, you know, but that she didn't get to in in terms of the desserts. And, uh, but you know what? She, she realized that she had a great Christmas in the end because she ran in haste after what is most important. She ran to her daughter. Uh, and, and, the in-laws came over and it wasn't, she didn't get an A on the presentation on the table. You know, she got a good B, you know, and a good B plus on the food. And, uh, and the house was, you know, maybe a B in terms of how clean it was and orderly, you know, but, but she got an A on what matters most. She was there for her daughter, uh, for your life. What do you, what does God want you to run in haste to? Maybe there's a relative you need to spend time with. Maybe, maybe you really need to unplug a bit and focus on prayer. Uh, you've been running around and you haven't given Jesus the attention he really wants from you. He's longing for you. He wants your time. He wants your heart. Uh, this Advent season, 
Let's stay focused. That's what I'm going to be helping us do over the next couple of weeks is help us to stay focused, looking at biblical themes related to Advent so we can enter more profoundly into this season. So if you find this helpful, I'm going to ask you, could you share this with a friend? I bet you have a friend or family member that's like you that wants to enter into the season of Advent, that wants to really go deep. And so my friends, if you could share this podcast with them, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you want to reach out to me, if you have any ideas, of suggestions of how you have celebrated Advent and entered into this season uh, and how you have uh, found ways to avoid all the many distractions, let me know. Uh, you can contact me on Facebook or on Twitter or through my website, edwardsree.com. God bless.